It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, SGA wins player of the week. Just how good can he be this season and moving forward for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Plus an in-season edition of Stockwatch. Whose stock are we buying? Whose stock are we selling? Who's trending up? Who's trending down? Plus, we're going to recap OKC Blue Media Day and practice yesterday for the Thunder. All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by LinkedIn, we're going to continue to dive into uh, the Thunder getting a ton of recognition this week over how they're playing on a four-game winning streak. Now SGA is the Western Conference Player of the Week, plus our first in-season edition for this year of the Stockwatch Report and recapping OKC Blue Media Day. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is where the game starts. They have you covered this year with more props, lines, and info. Also, thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder basketball. And let's start with SGA. He goes for player of the week in the Western Conference. The Thunder went 3-0 last week, which is where he was crowned player of the week. In that week, he averaged 31.7 points per game, 7.7 assists per game, 5.3 rebounds per game. Other nominees were Desmond Bain, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, uh, Keldon Johnson, also another nominee. I think that there's a real possibility that the Saturday game against Dallas kind of gave SGA the edge of winning that game uh, and getting player of the week. Now, remember, uh, this week the Thunder played Orlando. They played Denver and Milwaukee this week. SGA was phenomenal against Orlando and was able to get the Thunder another comeback win, so he's off to a good start there as hopefully being a repeat winner. We'll see what he does on Thursday against Denver. And then, of course, Milwaukee will be a very tough test, very good defense for the Bucs, who are still unbeaten uh, right now in the NBA, the last unbeaten team. SGA won Player of the Week last year as well in December. Uh, last December, he won uh, Player of the, the Week in the Western Conference. But this is still a great honor, and I think that with SGA, you are seeing him on that path and on that trajectory of being an All-NBA player eventually in his career. And I think that this year, he's an All-Star. Uh, I think that... Um, you know, this is the year that's going to be his all-star season. 
His bag is deeper this year. He's a better playmaker this year. He's better defensively this year. I would be stunned if SGA was not an all-star. Forget about what the what the team record is, which, by the way, they're over 500 right now, so that's trending upward as well. Forget about team record. Forget about uh, anything that has been used as a crutch to kind of keep SGA out of the all-star game to this point. There's no more denying SGA's all-star appearance. I mean, he's getting MVP chance at the free throw line uh, in the game on Tuesday against Orlando. He's here. He's he's arrived. He's taken that leap from uh, all-star caliber to all-star, and he's looking like a superstar in this season. Again, small sample size. It's seven games. They've got to keep on going. They've got to keep this pace up. But if you're only evaluating these seven games, he looks like a superstar in this league. And he's gotten better even at the things that he was already great at. You know, we, we talked all last year about how great he was at the rim and how last year he graded out as one of the best rim scorers in this league and, and led the league in driving and was awesome around the rim. Now, this year so far, SGA is shooting 72% at the rim. That's the 88th percentile, and it's a career high by 10 percentage points. SGA has been great at the rim, and he's getting better. Like He's getting better. Last year, he finished up, uh, of course, with a 62 percentage at the rim uh, in terms of how many makes he had at the rim, and was in the 70th percentile, so he's getting better at that. He's shooting 46% in the mid-range, and, and the way that he plays offensively. It's just a joy to watch. He's keeping defenders on their heels because how do you guard him? Okay, you know you're not supposed to let him get downhill and get to the rim, so you kind of back off of him. Well, if you give him too much space, well, then he's going to pop that mid-range shot, which he's so comfortable getting up, and he's efficient at scoring in the mid-range. Okay, let's kind of play up on him, take away the mid-range. Well, now he uses that burst and length to get by you, and uses his body to shield you from the rim and is able to score at the cup as well. So there's just not a good way to, to defend SGA. And that's what makes him so talented. And as a playmaker, I think that he's shown a lot of strides. Number one, just as a passer, he's gotten better. Uh, as a decision maker, he's gotten better. He's making the right play every time down the floor. He's playing nearly perfect games uh, in this last four-game stretch and in this season as a whole for him which he's played six games out of the, out of the seven for OKC. And he's played a perfect season to this point. And I think that these numbers get even more eye-popping as you get uh, shooting improvement from the players on this roster. And I think it's also, as I mentioned before, a testament to him that he trusts those guys still. You might miss your, you know, you might go like Poku did last, you know, on Tuesday. On Tuesday, Poku goes one for four throughout the course of the game. But SGA trusts him to kick out to him for that fifth three-pointer, which goes down and is the dagger and wins you the game against Orlando. Having that trust instead of saying, you know what, he's one for four, I've got to do this all by myself, is building and instilling good habits in your star player who will eventually have better and better and better talent or you know, these guys you know, around him improve and improve and improve. Right, So it's great to see those good habits forming right now. And the, uh, the, the jaw-dropping thing has been his defense. What, the last four games, five games, he's had three-plus steals in every single game. Like He is able to deny entry passes in the post, play the passing lanes very well, and that comes with, you know, whenever you do that, that creates fast-break opportunities and fast-break points for a young Thunder team uh, that uh, might not be conducive to scoring in the half-court setting right now besides SGA, right? So it's been awesome to watch him play and watch him perform in this season. 
I think that if he's not an all-star, it's a crying shame. Like he is an all-star player has been for a couple of years. This is just getting solidified at this point. And you're seeing other people take notice. You're seeing John Hollinger take notice. You're seeing uh, the no dunks podcast at a whole segment on how he's going to be an all-star this year. Like you are seeing the national media really take hold of SGA in the thunder uh, in, in more of a in more than just a passing glance or a or a jab joke here and there, they're legitimately looking at how good SJ has been. It's not just those of us in OKC who are so close to the team; like everyone sees it, everyone sees how good he is. I, I think that you should really watch tonight's game against Denver, you know, Thursday's game against Denver, and just kind of see how poised he is and how he never really gets sped up at all. Playing that under control really helps out everyone around him. And it, whenever you're, whenever the best player on your team or your leader of your team is not pressing or is not freaking out or frantic, it allows everyone else to take a step back, take a deep breath, and get back into the rhythm of the game and get back into uh, throwing that counter punch. That's how they mount these comebacks. I, I think that it's Mark staying steady, it's Shea staying steady, it's these guys staying calm when they get down 15, get down 16, that they just chip away and chip away, and eventually... It gets them over the top and gets them over the the hump in these games. So SGA very much so deserves player of the week. It was an awesome week for him. And he'll deserve to be an all-star, and we'll see him in Salt Lake City. Uh, Voting usually starts around Christmas, so we'll see uh, that coming down the pike pretty soon. And I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Bet online, folks, because Bet online is your number one source for all of sports betting. They have you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Find the latest odds, news, and scores at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is fascinating to go to. I think that you should go there right now, BetOnline.net, and then go to the sports book. It's just interesting to see all the different things that you can do. So go to basketball, for example. Tonight's game, the Thunder are six and a half point underdogs at home against the against the Denver Nuggets. But you, if you don't want to bet on individual single games, you can also bet on stuff like the NBA draft already. Like who is the first overall pick? Victor Mignogna is the clear favorite, minus a thousand. Uh, anyone other than Scoot Henderson or Victor Mignogna is plus uh, eight twenty five. Scoot Henderson is plus a thousand. That's interesting that, that that Scoot Henderson would actually have the lowest odds, more so than uh, taking the field between those two. Uh, so you can bet on stuff like that right now to this day. You can also bet on uh, trade props, like where will Russell Westbrook be traded if he is traded. The Pacers right now are in the lead at plus uh, 150. It's very fun to go to and just check out what Vegas thinks of the NBA. And, of course, if you want to, get involved in betting yourself. Go to betonline.net. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much 
for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The Lockdown Sports Today podcast is hosted by Peter Bukowski. It is taking you in-depth, behind the scenes, beyond the scoreboard of each of the biggest news stories around every single sport. So they have you covered there at Lockdown Sports Today. Check it out today, under 30 minutes or less, and every single day you get the biggest scoop of MLB, NBA, football, everything, all the action that you need. Check it out today, Locked On Sports Today. Now let's do an edition of Stockwatch in season for the Oklahoma City Thunder and the NBA as a whole. Let's start with the Thunder Stockwatch. I am buying in to SGA's defense. And the reason is, he has the ability, he has the skill, he has the length to be a good defender. The only thing he needs to do to be a good defender is give effort. And so if he's truly committed to giving effort, as he has been so far in his first six games of a season, if he truly commits to that effort, then there is no doubt in my mind he can be this good of a defender throughout the entire season because of everything we just mentioned. His wingspan is awesome. His frame is awesome. His his quickness is awesome. He you know, has a lateral quickness and everything else that goes along with defending. Like He is a good enough physical defender that if he wants to and puts his mind to it, he can be a good defender. And so far this year, he's put his mind to it and it's shown up. I mean, he's locking down Franz Wagner at the end of that game on Tuesday uh, in a big way. Uh, Trey Mann's defense. I am I am going to buy into his defense in the sense of kind of the same nature of effort. I don't think that Trey Mann can ever be classified as a you know, plus plus defender, like a really good defender. But I think that his quickness and able and ability to stay in front of, of offensive players and be in the right place at the right time is there. Like he's a natural knack of that. You've seen him draw two charges, I think three this year. You can think he drew two in one game and also got a third charge. Uh, Trey Mann did. Like you, you see him rotate well and play off ball defense very well. I think that that can truly, uh, truly translate moving forward. And then Pokashevsky. I am buying this role of Pokashevsky. I, I think that with Pokashevsky's new role, you're seeing him not be some superstar, not be some unicorn. You're seeing him just be an NBA player that can that can cut off ball, that can spot up and shoot the three whenever he gets the ball dished out to him. And his defense, whenever he elects to be physical, is pretty good. Uh, the The toughest part, I think, will be is getting him to that physical point every single game and getting him into that physical mindset every single game. I'm not sure if the Thunder can get that out of him every game, which is why you're seeing some games he plays 12 minutes and some games he plays 20-plus minutes. Uh, But uh, if they can do that, that'll be huge for them. Another Thunder thing I'm buying is simply Mark Dagnall, which we're going to talk about later on in today's show as well. But I love the fact that, that the Thunder have guys like SGA and Trey Mann who are comfortable being the screener, like, a lot of guards, I think, might view that as awkward or might view that as something that they wouldn't want to do, but it's such a lethal weapon to have SGA screen for Trey Mann and vice versa. I love the different lineup combinations. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, he's instilling those habits. I, I find it interesting that, you know, we look at the lineups with Mark and, and a lot of times people complain about it or just question it, right? Question, why is he doing this? And this is so ridiculous and this is so um, unorthodox those same people will be the same one saying, oh my goodness, like the, the, you can't tank or you can't lose games or in the NBA. Losing games is so bad because it creates bad habits. The Thunder are actively trying to get good habits 
Mark's the one that challenges SGA and Trey Mann to get better defensively, and they have. Mark's the one that is saying, look, if you're not playing well, we're going to yank you off the floor and get someone in there who is because we are trying to get those habits of everybody stays ready, everybody stays stays at their best to go out there and play each and every night. You never know when your number's going to get called because whenever you are a contending team and a competing team, you never know what is going to work or isn't going to work on any given night and also what adjustments the other team makes. Like you could go into a playoff series and think that things are going to go one way and then they don't and you need to, and you, you need your guys to stay ready to where you can also counteract that and mix and match along with the other coach. Like all these things are winning habits, just like we mentioned with SGA, staying trusting of his teammates and not falling into um, hero ball whenever things aren't going the Thunder's way. Keep making the right play and eventually the shots will fall and eventually you'll end up on the right side of the scoreboard. The lineup thing is a part of those habits as well. And I think that it's just awesome to see that the Thunder, as young as they are, have a bottom 10 turnovers, which is a good thing, right? Like they're not, they're not turning the ball over that much as a young team, and a top 10 defense. Those are two things that young teams typically struggle with, and Mark's already get, Mark is already getting them to that point um, as a young team and instilling that in them. That's awesome. Now, some around the NBA things, some some big picture things. Luka Doncic and his MVP case, I'm buying it. I think that Luka is the MVP right now. I think it's either him or Giannis, and I would side with Luka right now. Uh, for the MVP, if I had to vote on it, if I had a vote and I voted on it today, I'd vote for Luka. He's been awesome. I am selling the Brooklyn Nets. I think the Brooklyn Nets are just so far gone that it'll be tough to rebound from this. And they have the drum with Kyrie, and KD, and now they're going to fire Steve Nash, and they might hire even Udoka. Like, it's all just too much to handle. The, the, the Ben Simmons stuff is already wild as well. You know, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Why did the airball lay up? Like, it just feels too much to handle in season. It feels like it, it needs another offseason to once again try to regroup and, and kind of figure this thing out. It seems like the season will move too fast for them to catch up and to, um, and to really kind of bounce back from where they're at at this point. Uh, the Utah Jazz, I'm, I'm actually going to sell the Utah Jazz. I think that they're a nice story. I think that they're that they're a fun team to watch, but I don't view them as some like playoff contender. I think that they're just a fun team to watch. They remind me a lot of the way the th- that the Thunder started that Al Horford year, whenever it was the year after the bubble, so it was 2020-2021. Uh, they were a fun squad, and they got off to a better record-wise start than people thought. And it was Lou Dort hitting the buzzer beater and now Horford dogpiling on him. Like, all those things were fun. But, you know, things happen throughout the season to where everyone kind of regresses back to the mean or, or kind of goes back to uh, what was expected of them before. I, I think that that's kind of the case for the Utah Jazz. But we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I think that the Jazz, um, that there's interesting stats, and you should go listen to Locked on Jazz because I think that David Locke is doing a great job of selling me off of this point. I think that David Locke's stats that he pulls out in every podcast uh, make me make me uh, kind of perk my ears up. And I like a lot of their players. I love Colin Sexton. I like Laurie Markkinen. Like I like a lot of their players. I just don't know if the winning part of it will continue. I think that the fun part of it will, but maybe not the winning part will continue as uh, you start playing contenders and contenders start to um, play with more intensity. I think that that will be a big part of it as well. Coming up, let's preview... Uh, or should I say, let's recap OKC Blue Media Day and recap Thunder practice from yesterday on the Locked on Thunder podcast. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking OKC Blue Media Day and Thunder practice to end the show. Also, when the show's over, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the biggest stories around sports. So, yesterday was OKC Blue Media Day. We heard from Cameron Woods, Abdul Gaddy, uh, Scotty Hopson, DJ Wilson. We heard from a lot of the guys on the team, and it was a lot of fun. Um, for one thing, if you're curious, the outside of the Blue facility, which is the original Thunder practice facility, it still smells like dog food. It still does. It is, as Pierce Lawson described it whenever we walked outside yesterday, the dog food was ripe yesterday. It was uh, it was strong yesterday. Uh, but it was just cool to be inside the original facility, the old skating rink. I mean, it was awesome to see that in person. Uh, but as far as the actual media day, dude, Cameron Woods just seems like a really cool guy. Like, he just has that cool aura about him of, like, he's somebody that kind of has that, that it factor that you kind of just gravitate towards. Um, and, and I think that whenever I asked him to describe his coaching style, he... he he paused and said, you know, my coaching style is relaxed and said that, um, you know, Brad Stevens, who we played for at Butler, never yelled. His quote was, you know, Brad never yelled at us. Even though we were college kids and deserved to be yelled at, he never yelled at us. And so Cameron Woods tries to take that and, and run with it in this way. And I think that's just cool to see um, the family environment that gets described about the Thunder kind of put into practice because the Thunder – shuffle around and they, and they made Grant Gibbs from the blue head coach to the thunder assistant coach this year and shuffled Cam Woods down to the blue head coaching job that way that Grant Gibbs, he had the head coaching experience. He didn't have you know NBA assistant experience. So now Grant Gibbs gets that Cam Woods had NBA assistant experience, didn't have head coaching experience. So now he gets that like kind of putting your players, putting your personnel, your coaches in the right position to develop for their future of their career. It happens top down executively, um, you know, it happens on the court, off the court, everything with this Thunder organization and how connected they are. Like, I, I just don't think that other organizations are this connected with their G League team where um, it's not just assigning players or just another another opportunity to go develop somebody. It's like whenever you bring up Cam Woods to Mark, Mark has a huge smile on his face and, and vice versa with Cam and Mark. Like, they're, the relationships that they're forming uh, at both levels, it's really cool to see them uh, truly operate as a family, if you want to put it that way. Uh, but Cam Woods is a really cool guy. And I think that uh, Jemias uh, Ramsey put it best. Cam Woods is just smooth. He said Cam Woods is the smoothest coach I've ever played for, but he's also straightforward without being rude. Like having that acknowledgement from a player is pretty eye-opening, right? Like if, if you hear a player say, yeah, he's straightforward with us. He tells us like it is. And, um, you know, we know where we stand at, but it's not in a rude way. That's a very hard thing to balance because when you're a coach or a boss, you're having to tell somebody what they did good, what they did bad, what they should improve on, how they should improve on it, and to get all that information out 
especially in a sport, like a competitive environment, competitive ring, without coming off as rude or as aggressive or whatever, that's actually a really hard feat to accomplish. That that was one quote that was a huge kind of um, eye-opener in terms of praise for Cam Woods. There was another one that was a huge eye-opener in terms of Mark. And so Abdul Gaddy uh, talked about how he played for Mark uh, with the blue, uh, and, and Gaddy said that Mark is the best coach he's ever had. He said that Mark's relationship-building skills are off the charts, and that Mark is the kind of coach that you want to run through a wall for. And you see that. like You, you see that with the Thunder. Like The Thunder dive for 50-50 balls and getting SJ to play defense, even though he's the, he's the star of your organization, the face of your franchise, your leading scorer. Like those guys typically get away with not playing defense, but to have that relationship to challenge him to play defense and then, and then have him actually do it, um, that is huge. Like that, that, that is uh, something that you can, you can take where Mark is truly coming off this way with the players. Uh, also, Scotty Hobson, who you might remember, he's been at the Blue for like three years now or four years now, and also got some time last year with the Thunder to score his first NBA bucket. Scotty Hobson uh, finished his degree, so credit to him, at the University of Tennessee. Uh, I won't tell you, tell you how old I was watching Scotty Hobson play at the University of Tennessee, but I was in elementary school, and it was awesome. And him and uh, they had another guy, Wayne Chisholm, that was really fun to watch uh, at Tennessee. That was a fun, fun Tennessee squad. Uh, so congratulations to him for getting his degree. And then I asked DJ Wilson, about the similarities between Toronto and OKC's player development, because those are two teams that truly get, you know, a ton of recognition. Them, Memphis, of being Miami, of being, you know, the best of the best in terms of player development. And DJ Wilson said that they have a lot of similarities between how those two organizations operate and said that they both do things the right way. And the thing that stuck out was how often that they're on the court and how even the best of the best players, like your number one guy, SGA, for example, they're oftentimes the first one that are on the court. And the first ones that are on there, last ones to be off of there. Uh, and so that's that's just interesting to hear from a player's perspective, kind of him, what's the word, you know, kind of contextualizing or or laying out that talking point, like describing in actuality how the Thunder are good at player development uh, and Toronto is as well and what's kind of different about them. Uh, but he also said that, you know, being in, in uh, Milwaukee was great too. Uh, so that was kind of it from Thunder, uh, from Blue Media Day. From Thunder practice, Chet was out there shooting uh, some shots uh, on his with his walking boot. That was cool to see. And then uh, asked Mark about uh, his the, the fact that the third quarter has been awesome for the Thunder. Of course, he mentioned halftime adjustments, but said that you know they have to keep that up and kind of keep going with that throughout the rest of the season. So I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.